Hey, how you guys doing, man? I'm back again with another episode of the It Factor. As, as always, I'm your host, Jeremy Robinson. And today we have somebody special. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. I'm Nolan Harrison, Senior Director of Former Players Services for the NFL Players Association. Uh, played football for 10 years in the NFL. Uh, Raiders, Steelers, and Washington. Um, proud graduate of Indiana University. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Jeremy. That's amazing, man. First off, I would say, how has your week been so far? It's about to be Friday tomorrow, but like, how has your week been and how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, the week is always busy. You know, we're doing, we're in season right now. So, um, you know, it's always busy with the union because um, of the current guys and all the issues and things that they, that they deal with. But it's never an off season when you're handling the former players since uh, that's, that's my main job. And, uh, you know, there's no off season for us because you know, everybody, when you get done playing football, you have a real life and real jobs. So um, it's always busy, but it's great. It's 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 definitely a blessing to be able to do what I do. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. I would say uh, in that question, how was it, you know, playing in the National Football League, man? Like how rewarding was it for you? Wow. Uh, I mean, it's you know, it's you you dream about it, right? You dream about it when you're a kid. Um, you know, I want to go play pro ball. I grew up in Chicago. So, you know, the bears were really good back then, you know, they won the Super Bowl, and, uh, you know, everybody wants to grow up and be a Chicago bear. I played defense. So, you know, the monsters of the midway. Um, and then it actually happened. Yeah. I went to Indiana university, um, you know, got a scholarship full ride, went there and, uh, you know, then I got drafted by the LA Raiders. So, uh, it's an absolute blessing. I'm fully aware that only one tenth of 1% of the people in the world can do what I did. You know, everybody strives to get there and it's just, thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Never take it for granted. And it's a blessing to this day. So, yeah, man, with that, I would say, uh, how was the transition now to being NFLPA? Like once you did leave the NFL, how was that transition? Things of that nature. Well, um, so transition from football is, is hard. Transition from anything you've done since you were young is hard sports is unique right so um a lot of guys started playing sports i mean peewee um i didn't start playing football until my sophomore year and um in high school i was going to play my freshman year but uh i didn't get the grades and pops and i made a deal he said if you don't get the grades you can't play and uh he he pulled that trigger he's like hey you gotta see you know what the what the deal was and i cried and Come on, Dad, and I'm going to be behind. And, nope. You know what the deal was. So sophomore year, I got a chance to play, and then obviously the rest is history. But uh, it's just it's just one of those things where it's, it's, it's an incredible experience, incredible opportunity. Um, a lot of people didn't think I'd be able to make it. Uh, you know, when I was in high school, um, you know, I was made fun of. I was skinny. You know, big old long neck. So just imagine the same size head. Uh, but much smaller, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, so you fast forward all over that to today. And I always tell people, man, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. I'm considered one of the best defensive linemen to ever come out of Illinois. Um, but if you look at those high school stats, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought I'd have made it past, uh, you know, made it to college. So it's all about perseverance. And then when football ended for me, and it always ends, you know, quicker than what we, what we would want it to. I got 10 years in, I wanted to get, you know, another five, but, you know, my body would not cooperate anymore. So um, that's what happens. They didn't renew my contract at year 10. And, um, but I'd already started working towards, you know, what's going to be like after football. Mm -hmm. I was already a life agent with Northwestern Mutuals. So I actually had two jobs. I was 
in Pittsburgh and I got my licenses and I could sell life insurance and, and health insurance. At the same time, I was on the doing off season when training camp happened, it was time for me to go to my other job. So um, I was just, you know, I, I was keenly aware that this is a very short game. We usually have a very short life expectancy and I need to set myself up to be ready when it happens. So when it did happen, uh, bought a couple of businesses. I was an entrepreneur for a while, but I kept my licenses. And then I ended up in finance, worked for Northern, you know, Northern Trust, Northwestern Mutual. Uh, but it, the transition was still hard. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I had these things set up, I had it. I was ready when I played. You know, I was I knew what, my, what direction I wanted to go in when I was done playing. But my whole identity and everything was, you know, was wrapped around being an NFL player, being being a great Indiana player, being, you know, being one of the best defensive linemen out of the Chicago area. You know, so how, how, that was a hard thing. It's it's like mourning uh, the death of a loved one. You know, that, that part of your life is over and you got to figure out what's going on next. So but it was tough, but I made it through. I've got I've got a great support system. You know, my wife, my kids, you know, they're awesome. They're my biggest cheerleaders. And they also keep me grounded, too, because my, my daughters will tell you tell you first off. My dad sucked. He was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, oh, all the guys, you know, come sniffing around. They're like, hey, hey, can we talk to your dad? Can we talk to your like, Google? We call your dad. Can we talk to your dad? How come you never told us your dad played? That's just my dad. So <laughs> <laughs> they have a way to keep you humble. I love him for it. Yeah, that's an amazing way to keep you humble. And I can only think about when I was looking, because I, I played football, high school football, could have played in college. And I could think about that walking away at a young age and now being a software engineer and starring my channel and things of that nature. I can only think about when I'm researching people like yourself, like, and this this guy here doing it like this is amazing that you know while growing up you never hear of the NFLPA so I just wanted to like bring you on to tell like your story of how now you day to day working with these athletes and how important is the NFLPA for current athletes and also past athletes and why is it important? Uh, our union is incredibly important. Um, you know, collective bargaining is how we get things done in the National Football League. And if you go all the way back to the beginning, they wouldn't even recognize us as a union. If you go back to the 70s and 80s, guys were striking because they would not give them clean jocks and clean socks. I mean, it, 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 was, that, it was that deep, right? Um, we knew what was better for the game because we were the game. Right. But they wouldn't acknowledge it. And they were only going to pay you what, you what they wanted to pay you. If you wanted to go someplace else and play, nope. There was no free agency. So either you played for that team or you're out. Oh, wow. No other leagues to go to. So that was it. So talking about working conditions, salaries, you know, fighting, you know, fighting was right, arbitration. All those things are incredibly important um, as they are in any other of our brother and sister unions. Um, you know, making sure that everything is safe because unfortunately management is management and labor has to be protected. So I, and that's a 15,000 foot view of it. It's so much more. It's so much more. And then, of course, the things that we've been able to do for former players, we're not obligated to actually take care of former players. We're not part of the collective bargaining unit. But the NFLPA, over all the collective bargaining agreements, has felt it's, it's, their, it's their obligation and their, you know, their, their duty to take care of the guys that help build the union. So every year, some people wish it was more, obviously, but every single collective bargaining agreement, we add more and more going back, reaching backwards to help take care of the guys who played before us. Um, and that's not going to stop. And so I, that's why I think it's, it's, you know, having a union, we couldn't do that because we can't rely on the owners to take care of us. You know, so think of it like this. You've got all these guys. I mean, I was, I was good, right? 
but you got the great ones, right? You got the, you know, the guys that are in the ring of fame. You go to your state and you see the guys all up there. Do you think any of those guys are making a paycheck right now from a team? <laughs> Not, at all. Not one, but they up in that ring of fame and, 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 and people are still buying their jerseys and, and, and the owners are, you know, that's, that's part of, you know, coming to your house. They have a nice painting in their house, but you know, they're not paying the player that's making that. They, they bring you around and you get to go to the suites and you get to hobnob with their, you know, the corporate executives. But what are you getting for it? Right. It's up to the union to make sure that we take care of our guys and get, you know, help them transition to be the best that they can possibly be post football um, and help increase benefits when we possibly can. Gotcha. Gotcha. So in that, how's your day to day job now? Like uh, work for the NFLPA? How, how does that look? Well, I manage a team. Um, it's a small but mighty team. And we have 23 former players that uh, 23,000 former players that exist out right now. And our age demographic is from 21, 22 years old to 99, 100 years old. And so part of my job is to make sure that we have the right data to be able to put together the resources and opportunities for guys across that spectrum. So there, and, and there's so many different transitions that guys go through. Some guys transition well, some don't. So we have emergency resources inside of my department, the PAF, which is a grant, um, grant issuing um, um, division of us, which if guys need, they can't get medical bills paid or they're trying to keep their lights on or you know, stay in the house, that kind of thing. We can financially help them. We have the trust that we created to help guys two plus credited seasons um, job, you know, searching for jobs, you know, making sure that they know what direction that they want to go into, um, health, nutrition, all of those things. Those are the things day to day and across our population that um, that we deal with. And it's like I said, it's a 15,000 foot level. We got 30, we have 33 chapters around the country and I travel around. I'm about to get back on the road because we've been shut down for COVID. We're still not even back in our offices yet, but we've been OK to travel. So I'll be hitting 17 cities here um, before the end of the year because we want to get out to where our guys are. Not everybody can go to an event somewhere. You know, people got lives and their kids and they're trying to build their careers. Cause like I said, 22 to 99, right? So we have to meet the guys where they are. So I'm on the road a lot. I'm talking to guys, answer questions about, you know, CBA benefits, resources, all those things. Um, so that's what I do. And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a calling. I love it. Been doing it as a player. I was a player rep when I was a current player and I was on the executive committee. So, you know, helping guys, you know, find their purpose and helping guys have all the resources that are available to them has kind of always been what I've done. So I was, I'm blessed enough to be able to do it for a living now. Yeah. And that's amazing, man. I was just want to commend you for that because just hearing those things, I never know that existed, but to hear that now it's like, it makes me feel a lot better. Like, okay, man, that's cool that that happening, but it's so crazy that, you know, like you said, I got jerseys hanging up here now. And like people walk in here, but man, you know, player, man, you remember when they played? And that's all you remember, but they don't even get money from that. Like that's, that's right. very, very crazy. Like, uh, right. I always, I always find it funny when uh, on Twitter, somebody will tweet at me, Hey man, we found your Jersey, you know, or, or, Hey, we got your card. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I'm not seeing a dime of that, but Hey, right. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for, thanks for being a fan. Man. I appreciate you. You know, I'll see my jersey at the airport every once in a while. I'll just, I'll just sit and nod. You were like, yeah, I'm, I'm still out there. It's a blessing. It's an absolute blessing. But yeah, we don't get paid for any of that at all. So like, what is your it factor? Why you do what you do? Because I've always wanted to serve my guys. You know, this is a very close-knit, um, unique fraternity. Not many of us, like I said, one-tenth of one percent could make it to where we are. And I want to 
put ourselves in a situation to have our guys be as successful as they possibly can post football. And that looks different for everybody. You know, my success is different than somebody else's success. Um, but if you can go through the resources and the opportunities that we have, whether you're, whether you played a down and signed a contract, you played 25 years, you engage with us and, and, and take advantage of the resources, your life will be better for wherever you judge it. Your life will be better. And that's, that's what I've always wanted to do. And financially, I was trying to, you know, I was, I was putting together investment policy statements and, you know, meeting with family offices and getting, you know, million dollar accounts at these big institutions um, and selling things right now. I'm doing almost the same kind of things, but I'm, I'm just trying to get guys to engage. Right. These are all the things that are awesome for you. This is going to help extend your wealth. This is going to help extend your health. This is going to help you and your family right now. Just call the number. Just talk to a talk to a talk to an agent, talk to a talk to a program manager, you know, talk to my staff. We will take care of you. We will help you. And it don't cost you anything but your time. That's why I do what I do. I respect that. I respect that. In that I would say, what is one of your ultimate life goals? As you know what, as a player, I've always, I always kind of had this in my mind. And I had some good old hats you know, from, you know, Tim Brown and my, and, and was always in the, in the locker room with me. So I had good leaders um, that were around that I learned from when I was young. And after a couple of years, I decided that whatever I did post football, I wanted to be considered a better business person than I ever was a player. And this year eclipsed, I had a 10 year career and I've been at this, at this current position for 11 years. So I, this is the longest that I've been in one job. And I think that I've, I might be close to being able to be considered a better businessman than, than, than an athlete, but uh, that's always my goal. I want people to remember me more for that, from getting my MBA, you know, for, you know, I want my kids to remember, hey, dad might have played, but I saw my dad when I was little at night studying for his MBA. I got my global, my MBA in global management. I mean, those are important to me. Um, and I think that's the kind of legacy I want to leave. Got you, man. And with that, I, I would actually ask what made you want to go get your MBA and what pushed you to say, hey, let me go do this. I know I was amazing that, you know, being an athlete, but why is that important also to have that part? It's not for everyone, but I will tell you why I did what I did. Um, when I was at Northern Trust, my mentor, who was the CEO of our region, um, I would go to him and ask him, you know, same thing we did when we were players. And you go to your coach and be like, coach, what can I do to be better? I tell my kids that go to your teachers, go to your coaches. What can I do to be better? I want to be best that I can possibly be. And you're showing that you're engaged. So this is CEO, right? So I said, hey, where do you see me in two years and five years? And he said, Nolan, I see you as president of the bank. But if you want to reach that goal, here are the things that you need to make sure you take care of. You're 31, 32 years old. You're young. You're you might be even younger than some of the sons and daughters of the clients that you're going after. So you need you, you got the credentials, get that MBA on top of it. And that will take that time lag of playing for 10 years and being out of education for 10 years. And that'll show the commitment. And I guarantee you that'll end up, you know, that'll help you in your progression to get to you know where you want to go. You know, fast forward. I had no idea. Right in the middle of my MBA, I, I took this position. And, you know, during all collective bargaining degrees, I'm flying all over the place and still doing my CBA. I mean, still doing my MBA. And it was just a crazy time. And for the first time in my life, I thought I might have wanted to quit. I was like, I turned to my wife. I'm like, I'm at my I'm at my end. I don't know if I can make it. 
And she said to me, she's like, and she's been always been my biggest supporter. She said, listen, if you stop now, you will never forgive yourself. I know it's hard now, but if you stop now, you know how you are. You will never forgive yourself. And that pushed me and I ended up getting it done. Um, and it's, those are things that are important to you. So good surround, having a good support system around you, it's extremely important. And, you know, I, I could just say I'm blessed. Yeah, I respect that. I respect that. I feel, feel the same way. Um, so in that, do you have any questions for me? Yeah. So what made you decide to do what you're doing? Yeah, man. So like working in corporate America, you know, uh, work as a software engineer and it's, it's, it has at times, you know, but at the end of the day, I always wanted to give back, you know, to the black community and like be that face to let you know, like that you can do different things outside of the sports realm or the entertainment realm. And always as a kid, all I saw was football, like family played in is like, Hey man, once I get to a place that I can show people like, Hey, here's a doctor that looks like you engineer that looks mm. like a businessman. Mm. You're a woman that looks like you. This is how you do it. And you can get on YouTube and see it. It's like, I think that that make a kid more like advanced, say, okay, or a young person say, okay, I can do this, you know. And then another thing was, I just never wanted, like you said, I never want to be remembered as, oh, he was a good engineer or now I'm about to be a college professor. Oh, he's a good college professor. I want you to also see, hey, I'm interviewing a man. Yes, he played in the NFL, but if, instead of me, standing in front of you and saying, oh, man, it's amazing. I need your autograph. I need this. It's like, hey, let me hear about this side of what you're doing now. So to hear these type of stories, this helped me, man. And I'm thankful for it. Like you said, like, it's amazing to see so many people like yourself and see how much you have in common with them. And then see, hey, we all trying to just make change. That's all we're trying to do, make change and help other people. So that's why I started. I, that's, I got mad respect for you for that because you know, it's, it's, it's hard to do. And we know the narrative doesn't always necessarily flow that way, right? So thank you very much for trying to be a change agent, trying to be a disruptor, and get us in front of our people, because it's extremely important. It's the same issue with us as players. You know, I, I when guys come out of the league, they're so programmed in tunnel vision to jet city to be a coach or or you know, or be in broadcasting, to be, you know, be a commentator. And the whole world is out there. They could use their skill set, but they, just like you said, we've only been trained that this is what we can do. Right. I'm still to this day trying to get our 20-something-year-olds to understand that there's more of that, more than that out there for you. So keep up the fight, man. I'll keep up the fight over here. I appreciate you. Oh, man, I, I plan to stay in touch with you, man, and I'll reach out to you from time to time and uh, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Me too. Take care, bro. Peace, peace out. Take it easy. All right.